Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Hey everyone, it's great to be able to welcome you to Arena Church and we're delighted that you're here. We're in a series that we're entitled in, Let's Talk About Faith. If you weren't here with us last week, we identified and addressed the subject of saving faith. Let me just give you the headline verse and I'd encourage you to get your pen and your pads and your mobile phones and take notes this morning. It reads in Galatians 2 verse 20, I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. We identified last week around the whole thought of saving faith and how it's so important. You see, saving faith is what all Christians possess. It's a basic acknowledgement that we were sinners and we needed a saviour. And at that point, in our faith, we put our trust in Jesus Christ. And it's only Christians who possess this saving faith, but it's available to everyone. But also we note that there are numbers, numbers of different types of faith and one of those is the, the gift of faith. Let me just take you somewhere for a moment and that's what we're going to drive into today. The same writer of Galatians 2, Paul, also wrote to the church at Corinth and he identifies a number of spiritual gifts that are given to each Christian who wants to draw from uh, those things. And in 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 7, Paul says there is a manifestation of the Spirit given for the common good of all. And then he begins to identify numbers of uh, spiritual gifts that were given to the church. In verse 9, he identifies the gift of faith. Now that's what I want to drive into and I want to help you to understand if you've been a Christian for a long time, please will you lean in. And if you're new to faith or new to trying to understand what faith is all about, I still believe you'll get something from this. Because the gift of faith is a faith that has an extraordinary confidence in God and his promises. Somebody once described it, the gift of faith is having a boldness, a courage, in the face of pressure, discouragement, opposition and impossibility. And by the way, all those things will come to our lives. So Paul says there has been given the Spirit who has poured out upon his church and he has given gifts to the church. But then also Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1, he says this, this is really important. He says, eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit. Let's say that together. Eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit. In essence, what he's saying is, I want you to want these things for your life. So when we think about the gift of faith, Paul is encouraging us to eagerly desire the gift of faith. Why would he say this? Because it's a very, very important spiritual gift. All of them are, but this one as well. Somebody once asked me, well, what is the most important spiritual gift? And my reply is always the same. The one you most need at the time. You see, it's essential that we in the church today understand that we so need this gift of faith. The world is is upside down. It's got many challenges in the world. There are many pressures that are coming to people's lives and many impossibilities that people face. 
This is a time for faith to arise. This is a time for us not to be presumptuous or arrogant and not with a sense of drivenness, but to allow the Holy Spirit to work within us and to produce fruit and also for us to receive gifts. And one of them being the gift of faith. So I really want to encourage you in this particular truth. Now, before we get to some practicals, I want to say just a few things to help you to understand it even more clearly. There was a theologian who once said this, with the gift of faith, you simply believe what the Holy Spirit says. Whereas with the gift of miracles, you act to bring his power to bear upon the situation. One example of this distinction between gifts of faith and gifts of miracles and gifts of healing was taken from one of our early Pentecostal pioneers by the name of Harold Horton. And he uses the illustration of Jesus on the boat. You remember when Jesus was on the boat and he was sleeping and his disciples were fretting because there was a tempest that came and they they thought they were going to be shipwrecked. And Harold Horton, he says this, If the disciples in the tempest-tossed boat had remained calmly assured in spite of the roaring and the turbulence of wind and wave, the Lord would have shown them a miracle of faith. They would have, if they'd have just stayed with it, they would have had the deposit of the miracle of faith. And that would have taken them through the billows as though they did not exist. Since he could not get them to trust in the storm, trust him in the storm, he was compelled to remove it by the working of miracles. I hope you understand that. In essence, the gift of faith was that they, the disciples could have just drawn from Jesus, drawn, drawn from Christ, and they would have been able to just trust, a supernatural trust and confidence that God was going to see them through. However, they didn't have that deposited. So Jesus himself, through the gift of faith, now had to operate also in the gifts of miracles. When he told the storm to pipe down and to be still, and it did. Usually faith partners with one of the other gifts. But it's very unusual for the other gifts to operate without this gift of faith. So you may be asking yourself, well, what other examples can we see in the scriptures? And what does this apply to my life? Let me run through really quickly for time, just a few things. And then I want to uh, nail this with the practical application. First of all, I want to say that we should believe for faith for protection in time of danger. Faith is needed for protection in time of danger. Time and time again, we see people, examples in the Bible, both men and women who were under severe danger. I think of the three men who were thrown in the fiery furnace, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Strange names, I know, but it's true. And God saw them through. We see Daniel, the prophet, being thrown into a den of lions. That fills me with absolute dread. The fact that they're walking around you, these big beasts that can overcome you. And that's what happened. In times of danger, faith arose in these three young men. Faith arose in Daniel and he knew that God would see him through. There's another example of that. When Paul was shipwrecked in Acts chapter 27 and verse 25. And uh, the men are fretting. They've been in a a tempest, the eye of the storm for days on the boat. And he says to them, so keep up your courage, 
men. For I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. As what I told him? Well, God had said to him that nobody would die. And he spoke it out in faith. And that was the reality. See, God protects us. And faith comes for protection in times of danger. Secondly, faith for provision. Oh my, we need this today. Because of all the stuff that surrounds us and the squeeze on on our personal purses, the squeeze of the energy crisis and the cost of living and inflation. And we can't get away from it. That is the reality. But this faith is given for provision in times of need. In 1 Kings 17, you'll have to read it for yourself. In the Old Testament, we see a prophet by the name of Elijah. Through faith, he was fed by a group of ravens, birds. And then through a widow who didn't have much herself, that was able to feed the prophet and then feed herself and her family. Jesus took the bread and took some little fishes from the little boy's packed lunch and fed 5,000 men and then there was women and children. This was the faith that was needed for provision in times of need. But what about the faith to impart blessing on others? Too many people are interested in just cursing. We curse, we curse God, we curse one another. And yet the Bible is very, very clear that our mouths have the power of life and death. And with it we can speak blessings or curse. And actually faith through the church can impart blessing on others. We see that I, Isaac, blessed Jacob and Jacob blessed Joseph's sons. Hebrews 11 verse 20 to 21 shows us this. So there is something that happens when we lay hands. You may be wondering what is happening with this laying on of hands. You know, oftentimes I've been asked to pray for people. As I prayed, I've imparted blessing. Faith has arose and I've imparted a blessing. Fourthly, faith to remove obstacles in people's lives. We live in a world that really, really um, glorifies darkness, horror movies. Demonic happenings. But let me tell you, they're very real and they're very active. And sometimes they take over people's lives completely. There's numbers of stories of this. And it noted that Jesus in Mark in chapter 9, a little boy was brought to him and he was inflicted by demonic forces and it actually stopped him from speaking. Let me read you the, read you the account in Mark 9 verse 21. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. It's even at times thrown him into fire or water to try and kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for him who believes. Immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me. Overcome my unbelief. The finish to that story is that Jesus rebuked the demon. The demon left him. The boy was wonderfully set free and wonderfully healed. You see, faith has the ability to remove obstacles in people's lives. There is breakthrough that happens through the name of Jesus. And again, as times people have been brought to this church and we've been encouraged to pray... And praying to situations, we've prayed in faith and obstacles have been removed in people's lives.
What about faith for victory? When everything is against us. I used a message recently, defying the odds. We defy the odds with faith. And believing that when the odds are stacked against us, when we're staring down the barrel of defeat, actually victory will be ours. Faith arises. And this happened so many times. Let me give you the example of David and Goliath. How can a a young man defeat this huge warrior giant by the name of Goliath? But read the account in 1 Samuel 17. You'll read it for what it is. There was a faith that rose in this young man. A faith in God. A supernatural boldness that caused him and, 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 and led him into victory. That is what I'm talking about. Faith for victory. And what about faith for the impossible? When everything is hopeless, when everything seems lost. It says of Abraham, who was prophesied that he would be a father of many nations and yet he couldn't father his own a, a, a child through his wife Sarah. And he says in Genesis 21 verse 5, Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born to him. These are impossible situations. But faith rises to believe for the impossible. Yes, there are accounts all around the world of Christian people operating through the gift of faith, speaking even to the dead, and the dead have rose again. I wonder what's impossible in your life. I wonder what defeat surrounds you. May faith arise. Even as I speak, may faith Arise, faith that comes through Jesus Christ. A faith that comes through the power of the Spirit that dwells within you. And you believe, you believe in this moment for God to do the amazing things in and through your life and through your family and in your situations. So as I close, the gift of faith is so important. It's something that's deposited in a moment. And I know We as a church need to operate, all the leaders, all the campus pastors need to operate out of this gift of faith. All of our leaders, all of our people, it's available to every one of us, not just leaders. It's available to all. The gift of faith. But if we're going to operate in it, we need to apply some things. Number one, we should eagerly desire this spiritual gift as we've been encouraged through the Bible. How do we do this? Well, how about you setting some time aside to study to pray to wait and to ask simply ask God spirit of God I need this gift of faith in my life it may be that you in fear you're in anxiety in crisis you need the gift of faith you need wisdom the gift of faith to come to you facing impossibilities the gift of faith you just wait upon the Lord and ask the Lord and receive from him secondly believe for the supernatural gift To be received and evidenced in your life and amongst us. We don't just ask, we receive. We receive from the Lord. Thirdly, I want you to believe for the suddenlies of God. It talks about God in an instant suddenly turning things around. I believe this is an age, this is a time, this is a season, this is a moment. We as a church, arena church, are believing for the suddenlies of God. Where there's a diagnosis of death, there's going to be life. Where there's sickness, there's going to be healing. Where there's lack, there's going to be much. Where there's there's a lack of provision, there's going to be provision that's poured out for the suddenness of God. 
And fourthly, we desire, and the application is, we want God to be exalted and we want his name to be revered and marveled. I honestly believe as you, as Christian believers, as we as the church arise in faith, operating in the gift of faith, it will all point to the wonderful power and might and love of God. And people will see the glory of God. People will see the power of God and they will marvel at the works of God. That is why we do all that we do. So church, first of all, can I encourage you to eagerly desire this gift of faith. Maybe you're here today and you're listening for the very first time and you're saying, wow, I haven't even started in saving faith. I want to encourage you now to pray this prayer with me. If you know that you've done wrong and we all have, if you know that you're a sinner and we all are, I want to point you to Jesus who is the saviour. And you just come as you are. He receives you just as you are. And you can put your trust and faith in Jesus Christ by simply praying this prayer with me. Why don't you join with me? Say, dear Jesus, I ask that you'd come into my life. I ask that you would change me. I ask that you would forgive me of my sins. I'm sorry for the way that I've lived and how I've wronged you. But from this day forward, I'm going to live for you. And you are going to be the number one in my life. You're going to be Lord and Saviour of my life. And I ask this in your wonderful name. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer, I want to encourage you to reach out to us or wherever you are, where there's a good Bible-believing church, just get plugged in there and I'm sure they will help you on your journey. This is just the beginning of faith in Jesus Christ, but also for the church. Come on, can we pray just one last time that God would just bless us with this gift of faith as we eagerly desire it. Father, we thank you today as we talk about faith. We pray that faith would arise in your people, that we would have faith in this moment to believe you, to trust you, to believe for breakthroughs, for miracles, for healings, for impossibilities to be turned around. And Lord, for your name to be honoured and glorified through our life. Help your people with healing. Help your people with provision. Help your people with wisdom. May reconciliation come to relationships that have been so fragmented and so fractured for so long. We pray, Lord, for the suddenness of God. May faith arise in our hearts to believe you. We pray across our location for scores of people to come to faith in Jesus Christ. In these coming days, in Jesus' name, we ask it. Amen. Friend, let me encourage you to keep leaning into this series. We're going to talk about the test of faith. We're going to talk about the victory of faith. We're going to talk about the life of faith. You'll get something from it as we talk about faith. As always, guys, I just love being with you. We'd love to see you and welcome you if you're ever in one of our live locations. But in the meantime, love you, praying for you, and I believe in you. God bless you.